Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. There's a lot of testosterone in the room around me right now. Uh, we'll start. With <laughs> what was that? This growl just came out. I don't Did know you where that they came. <laughs> no. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the top story for you? Uh, we have a new uh, Me Too scandal that is breaking. It's already resulted in a lost job, and uh, it, this is something I think we all need to understand is not okay in our society anymore. <laughs> all right, Pat Gray. I continue to be concerned about the dangerous possibility of a Democrat win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really it's not funny still. Yeah, no, it's well, really I mean, bad. Uh, yeah, no, I, really I was uh, on Predict It today, which is one of those predict prediction mm. markets, and uh, they say Donald Trump currently has a 39% chance of being president. Seriously? That's what they currently 39%? Now, if you say that's crazy, you can go bet on it and make lots of money. Wow. But that's what they say right now, 39% chance. That's bad. That's pretty much what they said last election, yeah, too. That's bad. Jason. And he won, right. And, yeah. But if you do, you could have made lots of money. What's your job story, Jason? Um, we have official uh, immigration numbers, people that are approaching the border and getting in. Uh, they just came out, I believe, yesterday or today. And Is the border secure? Yep. Totally secure. Mm. It's, it's Zero totally secure. Crossed. Zero people. I mean, it's amazing. So we need to all. No, uh, nightmare. We'll yeah. go into that. All right, a uh, lot to get into. First, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Um, I actually just recommended them to my neighbor because she unfortunately went through this awful divorce and was stuck with lawyer's fees, and now she has the house, and she's got to refinance, and she's like, oh, crap, I don't know if I, <laughs> how, how to even start this. What was the um, problem with her husband? What was her, what was her issue? Why did they get divorced? Mm. What happened? Yeah. Um, it was actually. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't answer it. I didn't expect you to answer it. I'm going to tell you something really funny about you. what you just asked off air. <laughs> All right. Um, but it's your wife. <laughs> yes. Uh, but point being, American financing are people that you can trust. Um, what I love is that they don't take, com it's not a commission based structure. It, they're salary-based, so you know that they're in it because they truly want to help you, not just for the money. Yeah, and you mentioned that situation. Like, uh, they, they actually are, they specialize in these, like, you know, uh, really complicated, you know, uh, situations, and they can break it all down for you. Uh, that's been uh, one of the things I really liked about working with them, is they were able to, you know, explain what this fee is and how this closing cost works and, and you know, what government thing they're hitting us for on this side, and, and they can kind of take you through all of it. So you don't, it doesn't feel like you're in another language, you know, in another country speaking a foreign language. Yeah. Uh, you can go to AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. Let them help you. Uh, Stu, me too. Hashtag me too. Yes. Uh, and I also hashtag time's up. Mm. Um, and time's up. Hashtag believe all women. Um, yes, hashtag believe all women. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not in this case. Oh. <laughs> okay. So hashtag time's up is the important one, I think, here, because it's time. We all knew this was wrong the entire time, and now we finally see it coming true that people are getting punished for their horrible actions. When you do something so disrespectful, you invade people's personal space, you sexually harass them overtly. Mm -hmm. When something like that happens, you should lose your job. And that's what happened to Don Marsh. He's a radio host in St. Louis, a public radio host, been there for a million years. He's 75 years old. Um, but... Uh, he did something that was unforgivable and wound up in a lost job. And he, I, I want to prepare you. If you have small children in the room, please make sure you take them out. This is going to get a little ugly here for a few seconds. But here is what he said that uh, he says got him fired. The quote was, I told her she looked great. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so he has a guest coming in, which was another news uh, anchor. Um, my gosh. Former news anchor. And she was, uh, she's also in her 70s. I think he's 77, she's 75. She comes in. He says, I told her I looked great. She looked great. Um, and I guess a producer who was there was offended by this and reported him to management. After the show ended, management took him in. This is what he says happened. He said, I, I said, are you basically saying what I did was wrong? <laughs> and, he, and he said, the manager made a gesture with a hand like, well, it's right on the edge. And I said, that's it. I'm done. And he walked out. Wow. Uh, he was so pissed off about being wow. accused of this. Now, the, the station is saying, well, no, that wasn't really the reason. And we, we, we didn't want want him to quit. And uh, they're trying to backtrack on it. And it's not 100% clear. Obviously, there's no cameras in there. The woman, however, um, uh, did say that something like this happened. He, she, he did say that she looked great. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no. So we have confirmation no. from the woman. Yeah, and here's wow. here's what she says about the confirmation. She says, as a woman who's long argued for the equitable treatment of women, I'm highly alert to sexism and discrimination, and I sense absolutely none of that. In <laughs> good thing he's gone. Yeah, good thing he's good out. Thing I'm he's glad gone. this guy's out. Wow. I mean, this is the ridiculous level. Oh my God. And you get the sense. The from- next step for him would be killing people in the office. Yes, I think so. It's, I think it's, it's the great. next step. Uh, and it, this is the thing, like. It's like, this is how sensitive we are. You definitely get the sense reading this, and I don't know these hosts per se, but they're on NPR, public radio, and you and she says basically, yes, I'm very liberal on women's issues, right? He mm-hmm. seems the same as well. And even people who are on the left who are saying you look great, like <laughs> they are getting, that is becoming a controversial thing. We are so far over the line of, of sanity. Um, and I don't know how it stops, especially when you make the standard uh, how, in this case, the woman feels. Now, in this case, this woman actually said I was totally fine with it, but the producer was offended. Does she also get that same right? Like, if she was offended, does it matter if they had a good interaction? Does it even matter? Because we, we learned this with all these Biden accusers. Everyone's saying, like, look, it's not sexual. He wasn't trying to do anything. His intent wasn't bad, but it was a little bit in the personal space. And then everyone says, but that doesn't matter. What matters is how she felt. That's the only standard. We have to only look at her feelings. And when if you all, if you only if that's the standard, then she's able to define his life. Mm-hmm. In every situ- situation, the woman is able to say, "Well, I think you should go to prison. I think you should lose your job because of the way I felt." Well, he can't control how you feel. What if you're insane? It's I, I don't want to cross any lines here, but some women are insane. Um, I would not disagree with you <laughs> <No>. there. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like. You know, I, you know, they're talking about the Pete Buttigieg yeah. candidacy, and I was like, really? I think that's when you're talking intersectionality. It's I think the, the intersectionality world wants the first gay president. They're done with the first women president. That's like a thing that's already in their minds kind of happened. Women have a lot of important jobs at this point. Um, you know, and I like, is there anyone in the world who says we don't want a woman president? And of course, this female, as they often do, said, uh, "Yeah, me. I know women. I don't want a woman president." It's always women who say it. It's always women who say it. Um, but uh, so anyway, you know, this is just another ridiculous case. The Biden thing is going on. He made a big speech today where uh, I mean, Jason was convinced that he may just announce he's running at the end of the speech. It was oh. filled with policy and it was at a union shop. And Once again, Jason um, was wrong. Every, <laughs> that's, that was the summary. The list is long. No, I, as I was listening to it, I was like, here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. It felt that way. It he felt was that. like, he was quoting Ronald Reagan at, at one point. It, the, the speech was at like electrical workers, manufacturers, construction workers, stuff like that. It was, this was Lunchbox Joe's domain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you were going to like make a plea to the middle class, which that's exactly what this was, mm-hmm. this was him saying, look, 
back to the word the party that's back to the blue collar worker. And remember, he, he sounded like 1992 Clinton. Absolutely. And Trump won with, with Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Michigan. This is why Biden is so dangerous. Oh, when what was that quote from? Uh, was it Michael Moore when he was like, "I knew he, this guy was going to be president." When I heard him speak to the Michigan people, that's who Biden just sounded like mm. just now. Now we also do have uh, this week a big show coming up on Joe Biden, kind of a big expose. Um, and along with that, we are going to be running, and and this is the. We have it right here, the Joe Biden dossier. <laughs> um, now, this is, there's multiple things going on here because we have a real investigation we're airing on Thursday. However, this is just the material that will be uh, populating our um, NCAA tournament bracket-style bracket, bracket style event of the creepiest picture of Joe Biden. And if you go through, we're going to have a 64, we have 64 pictures here. Uh, to go through uh, which picture is the creepiest of Joe Biden. It's all peep Joe and people's personal space. And there's some classics, but there's a lot in here I've never seen before. Please tell me you've uh, got the biker chick sitting on his lap. Oh, yeah, we got that. Okay, That's good. definitely in here. Um, so we have a, a, a very interesting rundown on Joe Biden next week. So you're going to have a chance to... Uh, to um, you're going to have uh, a bracket. Vote. You're going to be able to yeah. vote on each matchup. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to through Monday through Thursday, Thursday night uh, on the show about Joe Biden. We'll announce the winner of the creepiest Joe Biden photo. So you want to be you, part of that for sure. For real? This is what we're really doing next week. <laughs> it's going to be fun. so much. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll bring some of the matchups on uh, for, for News & Why next week. Because uh, people need to see it. But, yeah, I also want to point out about that show is if you think that that is the highlight or, you know, the worst things about Mr. Yeah. Joe Biden, prepare to be amazed um, or maybe even disgusted at some of the things that we have found. It is like, I don't know if I'm willing to say maybe one of the most corrupt people running for president, but we're pretty dang close. Yeah, I mean, you know, Peter mm. Schweizer, who knows this stuff, I mean, he's the guy who wrote Clinton Cash. He also wrote a book about Republican corruption. I mean, he's, he's a guy who's hit both sides on this. He's the guy largely responsible for the, the changing of the laws that let Congress do insider trading. I mean, he was, you know, really the guy who exposed that and was responsible for it. He says that Joe Biden is the most corrupt vice president in American history. Mm. Oh, he said that. Oh, yeah. wow. And that's a big statement. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, if you kind of go back, there's been a couple crazy ones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People shooting at each other yeah. in some of these situations. Well, we're not talking about thousands or millions of dollars involved in some of the things that we're going to talk about next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about billions of dollars mm. involved. Wow. Uh, Pat, I want to move on to the uh, dangerous extremism. Yeah, it's all it's it's fun to laugh about uh, Joe, uh, middle class Joe, mm-hmm. lunch pail, lunch box Joe. Uh, but then you start looking at, at the Democrats and and what they've proposed so far. Let's just review for a second. Um, some of the proposals of what the Democrats are calling for and what this would do to the United States of America. So far, and, and this is almost all of these candidates are calling for eliminating ICE. They're calling, many of them just want open borders. borders yeah. There uh, is pretty much agreement on a 70% income tax on the wealthy. Uh, the $100 trillion Green New Deal is widely accepted by the candidates. Socialized medicine, I don't know anybody who's not for that on the Democrat side. Socialized higher education. Um, um, and Joe Biden actually mentioned that as well. Did he? In his policy thing today? And quickly on that before we go on, it was interesting to see him. This is why Biden, I think, is an effective candidate, and I think it's why he is dangerous in a general election. He, Everyone's on the left is saying, free college, free college, free college. What Joe Biden said was, free community college. Okay, so he's he's okay. already kind of looking like he's in between, right? He's in the middle. He's he's the rational mm-hmm. one. And in addition to that, he he uh, specified um, a tax loophole that he was calling it um, to that would pay for it with plenty left over. 
So he wasn't saying, like, let's just spend a trillion dollars. Like, you know, what Ocasio-Cortez says is like, oh, well, we're rich and we'll figure it out. Like, he's like, here's the specific tax loophole we could close to pay for it. And it would be done in a minute. And he said specifically how much it would cost. Yeah. He said it would cost six billion. And he said the tax loophole would save 17 billion. We'd have 11 billion dollars to pay down the deficit. Gosh, darn it. Or whatever the heck he he kept saying. For crying out loud. He kept saying, uh, for God's sake and for crying out loud (laughs) over and over and over again. But he's, he's relatively effective with it with yeah. these speeches. Yeah, he is. Um, then we go on to a legalized infanticide, which yeah, seems, right. to, be, yeah, seems uh, to be okay. supported by many of them. Uh, amazingly, they've gone back to reparations now. I haven't seen this in a long time, mm-hmm. but they're all jumping aboard the reparations. Beto just jumped aboard. I uh, haven't heard much on that. So Several I mean, of them have already oh, talked about it and are on board with reparations. reparations. Yes. To both Native and African Americans. And they all want an actual mule. They want, it's going to either yes. get their 40 acres yes, they do. and the actual mule. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> um, they're all talking about packing the Supreme Court now mm-hmm. uh, and eliminating the Electoral College. They've already, they've already uh, put forward the constitutional amendment uh, to do that. Any one of these policies would cripple the United States by itself. All of them together or any number of them together, I, I think, are the end of the republic. I, th- this is such an important election. And... Um, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan on the planet. Really? I haven't made, yeah, I know, it's been pretty secret. I've kept it really quiet. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that uh, News and Why It Matters exclusive. But but I can't imagine a scenario where we elect a Democrat now um, in 2020 or ever again because they're just (laughs) too extreme. They're just too radical now. They've gone... They're, they're so far into Marxism and so far into extreme ideas. The infanticide thing is uh, unbelievable all by itself. That to turn the country over to them um, with a majority in either house uh, would be deadly to the United States. I think, too, if they get the house, they will. The, the thing that's not on, that wasn't on that recent list, but some of them are already supporting, is getting rid of the filibuster in the Senate. Right. For everything, including just normal laws. And they, if they get power, they will do that. And they will do it, and they will be able to pass anything, and that's, you won't need 60 votes to get crazy stuff through. They'll do it with 51. Wow, if that it's happens, then you will see the fundamental change of yep. this country. Yes. All right, back in a minute. It's really frightening. You look great, too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Before we move on, I want to thank our sponsor, Real Estate Agents I Trust. Uh, So there are, I think, 10 million people just in one, you know, specific area who are like, oh, I also do real estate. Jason told a funny story about how his plumber is like handyman uh, who came over to his house, gave him his card. And by the way, uh, I'm also a real estate agent. (laughs) Something tells me that's not the people who are the experts. He's a dabbler. Yeah, he's yeah. dabbling he's in it. He just dabbles. We got a lot of dabblers these days. <laughs> they do it part time, uh, or they don't really know the area. Well, if you saw the economic news today too, which was really, really positive. I mean, you know, more really good economic news. Uh, it's going to be more and more competitive mm-hmm. to buy these homes. Uh, you better have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. now, bigger than ever, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only the biggest investment you're probably ever going to make. That's it. So, but other, other than, than that, that, it's small. <laughs> 
Uh, but Glenn and his team, they, they started realestateagentsitrust.com. So you can go there. They've already vetted the real estate agents. They know, you know, they know your area. They do it full time. They are truly the experts. And they also share your values. They're listeners of, you know, Glenn's radio show. They're viewers of this show. Um, they're not going to put you in the wrong neighborhood. They're not going to put you in a place where you don't need to be. So if you are uh, buying or selling your home, or especially if you're moving to a brand new area, right, you know nothing about the area, let these people who Glenn has already vetted, let them be your expert. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, Jason, what's going on on the border other than the fact that there's no crisis? So the, it's, it's interesting. The hand of the free market is involved in the uh, border crisis down in central Mexico. Um, I'll explain that in just a second. Well, that um, there's a, uh, I was just reading this, uh, uh, this article in the Wall Street Journal talking about how these numbers have just come out. And there's actually a graph that I want to point to now where it shows uh, this is just the difference between last year and this year. Look at the difference between how many people are, have, are, are all that came in the entire year in 2017, 2018, and now that are starting to come in in 2018, 2019. Yeah, and for I our, mean, our, our podcast listeners, I mean, you know, you're looking at it, it's, it's about 20,000 20, a month more in de December and January, but in February, you're up, I mean, what, 40,000? That was been February. So, yeah, so uh, up, yeah, so it, it was uh, around 65,000 uh, that, had, that had come in in February. That number from March that we now know is 100,000. Thousand. Oh my gosh! One hundred thousand. They're either coming to ports of entry and claiming asylum, or they're going through, you know, illegally and they're getting caught by border patrol, which we all know means they're getting caught and then they're getting released with the little, their little cute little letter that says, "Please come back." Well, they usually you come know. back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, especially now that <laughs> with it being so backlogged, the time isn't a couple of months; it's years, probably. It's like, so in some cases, yeah. yeah. The backlog on one of my cool little notes here that I prepared. Got, um, there's no point in bringing small notes if you're going to tell everyone you brought the notes. <laughs> she outed me yesterday, so now it's, I think it's just like my, I'm going to own it. It's my thing. Um, the backlog is eight hundred and fifty thousand. Oh my god! Eight hundred and fifty thousand. So how many? <laughs> and a large portion of them have just been released inside the United yes. States. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, almost one percent of them show up for the court date. Yeah, that's oh, pretty so good. good. That's not bad. A full one percent? Yeah, oh, not quite. Okay. but almost. <laughs> Is it that low? I, I honestly did it's, think it's, it was it's, like. It's, I can't remember the exact number, but it's close to that. Is it really? I, I thought it was more a little higher. It could be different. There's different variations on like you know the numbers because some of them are you know through refugee resettlement, some of them are through asylum claims, some of them are just right. aliens. So the numbers right. sort of vary. But it is. It's. I mean, even if it was ninety percent. Yeah, right. that's eighty-five thousand people who right. are running around the country, uh, and and we are, have no idea who we, they are. We have no idea who they are, and we have no idea when they're going to come back, and we have no idea if they leave or they stay or they commit crimes. We don't know any of it. It's not acceptable. It's, no. it's crazy how, how it's going down now. When these caravans first started, um, or even before they first started, it was a very lucrative business for those coyotes to smuggle people across. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is that they can't take in mass amounts of people. It's smaller amounts of people, so, but they're charging six thousand dollars per person. Mm -hmm. um, so they're making a killing off this, which the cartels were also, you know, jumping on board with this as well. They're like, wow, we're making more money off of people smuggling than drug smuggling at times. Um, but $6,000 per person. Well, now they've had to basically half that number to 3000 or below because when these caravans first started, it was more like a political thing. And we talked about that before. It was like a political thing within the country that they were coming from, like Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. But now, once it got so much media attention, they were like, wait a minute, we're not getting hassled by these cartels or other gangs. There's safety in numbers. Um, let's just jump on board with these. We don't have to pay the coyotes all these tons of money. We'll just kind of go with the flow. It's free. They give us, there's like, they stop at shelters, they give them food, let's just do that. So that's what they started doing. That's why these caravan numbers are growing so large. 
Um, so it's, it was just kind of like an interesting kind of aside there that the coyotes are now having to change their business model because the caravans are making it so easy for them to do it. So these, so these caravans are not going away. These are going to continue to, they're going to continue to do that. It's going to continue to get worse. I saw the president today tweet that he was going, if this was going to continue, Mexico wasn't going to do something about it. He was going to put a 25% tariff on all autos, uh, on all cars being shipped over here to the United States. And I thought, I haven't heard a more ridiculous thing, I think, ever. Because most of the, yeah, here we go. So I, and I did, I started the Twitter rant. Um, but, so you think about it, most of the car manufacturers over there that are shipping cars over here, where are they coming from? What, where are those countries based? Here. Mm-hmm. They're U.S. companies. Mm-hmm. It's like Ford, Chevy, Dodge. So your, your short-term way to fix this and pressure Mexico is to put a tariff on American citizens that's, going to make, that's basically going to, infor, it's going to force American companies to raise prices mm-hmm. on their own product mm-hmm. yeah. to compensate, which we're going to have to pay for. How does that hurt Mexico? I don't understand his what? devotion to tariffs. <laughs> I, I he loves don't them. get it. He loves them. I, I, would, I don't I understand it. I would say he's it. obsessed with them. He kind of is. <laughs> this is yeah, nonsensical. They don't everything. work. <laughs> they don't work. How, how does that hurt Mexico? Well, they'd be like, it doesn't. You're going to make it more expensive for United States people to buy U- U.S.-made cars? <laughs> and that's, and that's, Bam! <laughs> that's, it's frustrating, too, because up until you just said that, I was like, okay, so maybe this works out in Trump's favor when it comes to 2020, because, you know, as Pat was discussing, you've got all of these Democrats running who want open borders at the same time that you've got all of these, you know, what'd you say, 100,000 people or whatever who are trying to form a caravan and come into the country, surely the average American will look at that and say, "That's we can't have that. Well, we, yeah, and I think they'll look, something. they'll look at that and they'll say, at least he's doing something, right? right. Like, he, at least he's trying to stop it. And uh, he's not explaining how that works. So if you're an economic nationalist, which I, I guess that's what he's classified as, mm-hmm. that, that you're like, yeah, stick it to him. Yeah. But if you don't explain how it works, like, like, like right there, like, I, most people probably know, don't know that. I don't, I don't think they do. The one, I, would, I would like for our president to understand at least how they work. The one way mm-hmm. that if, if you were going to... one person in the country yeah. who would... If you believe in tariffs, understand. the one reason to do it, like, let's say you wanted to drive down the cost, uh, or you want people to buy Chevys, let's say. So you want to put a tariff on German-made cars. So that way it makes German-made cars more expensive, so you're probably going to buy the Chevy mm-hmm. instead. Well, he, that does not solve... That, that's the, He's not even using it in that sense here. No. Right. You're, you're, it's, just, it's just he wants to be able to say he's punishing Mexico. Right. right. I mean, But he's not in any way. Well, it, but if he says he's putting a tariff on Mexico... And look, I mean, if, if the cars are, sell, are selling less, I mean, there'll probably be less jobs. There's still... Even though the, it's a U.S.-based company, the money obviously goes... Some money goes through Mexico when these are done. I mean, it, would, it probably would have some minor... minor in, in the long term, it yeah. might force maybe a yeah. factory to close. But this is a near-term <laughs> solution yes. that he's trying trying to come up with. Exactly. It's not going to do anything near term. And again, like he this stuff always seems to happen when he's in the middle of of like what a wonder if you open up the New York Times today, which I opened up the New York Times app this morning just to check the news. Uh, which is a terrible decision on most days. <laughs> um, but I mean again, I you know, I want to find the stuff that they're saying. Like I mean that's part of our jobs and you open it up and it was like a Trump campaign ad. I mean, it was like great economic news. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, all these things are happening. Like, you know, uh, wages are up uh, by a decent percent. They got a good uh, unemployment report today, um, and even in the you know the 
there's a glowing headline about the trade war as well, although it, when you read the article, again, like all these jobs are supposed to come back from China with these tariffs. What's happening is there are some actual closures in, in China uh, with certain plants and people moving them out of country. Of course, they're all, over 90% of them are moving to countries other than the United States or going to other cheap countries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not really, none of the jobs are coming back here, which of course is what we said from the beginning, but which is not a surprise, but this is his economic theory. He's believed it the entire time, and he sees this as the ultimate punishment. I mean, yeah. I just wish if he could abandon these tax increases, which is what they are, tariff is just a word for tax, right. if he could do that, imagine where we could be. And at some point, they're talking about the China thing, if he goes over and has that, makes that deal and somehow these tariffs go away, which I do not expect, but if they do, I mean, he would juice this economy again, and he would, I think he might sail to re-election if he did that. Amen. Back in a minute. You would think that he would tax something that Mexico could do. Hey, in case you have not yet done so, um, we have a new YouTube page. It's called Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, where you can find the videos that I do on social media. We put them all in one place for you. You can subscribe for free. And I also heard um, that Pat was super excited about that coming up. So he was doing this contest that, like, everyone who subscribes, he's going to show up at their house. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. He's yeah. He's himself yeah. personally. Oh, wow. Not, right. Are you going to sniff their uh, hair when you get there? I might okay. if they want, if they want me to. They oh, great. no. That's, <laughs> uh, it should never be when you never worry about whether they want it or not. Oh, yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Pat, I know uh, you talk a lot about the the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, there's the plus. IA. There's a B. Two plus. You just got to say L, middle, B. Just say L, middle, B. Quilt bag. It's going to get back. too ridiculous. Oh, quilt, quilt bag, B2. Quilt bag, quilt bag works Electric pretty well. <laughs> yeah. It's the one I like. Yeah. Uh, but you've got a really interesting story. Uh, well, yeah, there's a, a couple of things here. Um, one, the problem is getting so bad that even some of the transgendered people, the, the people who are, have been activists in this, are starting to see uh, this has gone way too far and way too fast. I mean, we have gone... Think of how far we've come in the last five years. Oh, and then you think of 10 years ago, and you can't even fathom some of these things occurring. But a former transgender activist and a mother whose daughter identifies as transgender just spoke out and said, uh, we've got to stop pushing this trans thing on our kids. What we're doing is manufacturing trans kids because they don't they don't know at that age that they want to change genders and you can't entrust that to them but a lot of parents are starting that process at five six seven years old and they're starting to uh make the transition even sooner than that but then they're starting to think about hormone therapy and all of the things that go along with changing genders at a, an incredibly early age. And it's just so irresponsible. It's nice to hear somebody actually speaking out about it and saying, this needs to slow down and we need to stop and think about what we're doing here. Um, also, there's like a, there's a chasm developing, as John Kerry would say. There's a, there's a chasm in the LGBTQQIA2 plus community uh, where, where there's um, 
little split between the lesbians and the transgender people. Um, and Julia Beck testified before Congress about their new uh, equal rights, uh, human, I think it's a human rights act yeah. is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And it seeks to bring certain rights to um, trans people. And she spoke out about it really eloquently. Uh, here's what she said this week. I object to the inclusion of gender identity. People who call themselves transgender, non-binary, and everything in between still deserve the same basic human rights that we all do. But treating someone as if they are a member of the opposite sex is not a civil right. In fact, this violates the rights of others. People cannot change sex no matter how many legal documents they alter, no matter how many dangerous surgeries they endure. This myth of changing sex has gained considerable traction, not only because of the synonymous use of the words sex and gender, but also because trans activism is extremely well-funded, with billionaire donors and a very deep sea of lobbyists. Sex is a vital characteristic. Gender and identity are not. It's pretty interesting, because mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's a lesbian who's saying it, and she's getting in trouble for saying it. And so, once again, you've got that little clash of liberals eating their own, which is kind of fun to watch. Um, although I don't, I don't like seeing her being dev devoured over this because she's right. And she goes on to say that eventually men are going to dominate women's sports. Uh, women are going to lose out on scholarships. Um, you're going to have men who are put in with women in prison systems, and they're going to be rapists. Mm. And all of these things... Many of these things have already started to happen, either here or in Europe. And uh, it's time that we said, okay, enough. We've, we've got to stop with this thing. The ACLU has been hitting this hard, too. I, it seemed like kind of almost out of nowhere, um, especially in sports. I think that was their new thing today. Like, they, they were having, like, a social media campaign. It was either today or started yesterday. And they're coming down where on yeah, it? That's they're, they're saying that... I get so confused with saying it, but <laughs> trans should be able to compete in whatever sport they want. Oh, wow. wow. And that is wow. insane. That, that actually, it's actually dangerous. They're so there was a few women. years ago. They're putting women in Remember, danger. A, a, yes. They are. A few years yes. ago, that MMA fighter, mm -hmm. um, it was a man that's, that wanted to compete with women. Um, he broke her skull. Yeah. Broke her skull. Yeah. Yeah. She almost died. So this is, I cannot believe, this is, it's dangerous. It's not, it's, it's not just anti-science. I want to make sure we all understand it's compassionate, though. It's, that's the compassionate side of this argument. The one that lets men break women's skulls. <laughs> that's the compassionate <laughs> it's side. It's true. It's incredible. It's so ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah, you are reaching a intersectionality just <laughs> block yeah. because yeah. if the ACLU is supposed to protect women, but they're also supposed to protect protect trans rights. <laughs> Women are totally going to lose their moment in the sun. Like, there's this yeah. idea, like, it was men where all, they were dominating everybody, and then women had their rise up, and they were supposed to be, like, the second one. And we just skipped over them. We're going to gay and transgendered and, and quilt bag <laughs> 97. Uh, it, it sucks, and we're sorry about that. That, that, that uh, bill you were talking about, um, that, that have you read through all that? That's, oh, like, it's bad. It's yeah, what, crazy. What are they asking for? Really because when I, it's human rights, and I'm like, what human rights do you not it's oh, so spe specifically for trans. It like it, it would basically set a national policy, like bathroom policy. So no where matter what the states, where they go, where they identify, wherever they Stop. want. Right, and, and the same for no sports, dangers they, could ever no, occur no, if right. that takes place. Um, right. uh, screwing up a pronoun could actually land you as like in jail Shut or paying up. a fine. She talks about that in the Shut in the up. testimony. It's like five 
five or six minutes long. Which is she, which is what we talk about that's happening in the UK. Yeah. That you use the wrong pronoun and all of a sudden the police are investigating you. And, yeah, and you would think that we have this thing, what is it called, something amendment, that you could say whatever you wanted to, First Amendment, yeah. where you could say whatever you wanted to well, to somebody. You could be a, you know, a douche and could be mean, but hey, that's our God-given right here. You're allowed to be jerks. Yeah, yeah, you're I mean, allowed to do that. And that's an interesting part that we, that doesn't get talked about enough in that like people are like, oh, well, you're, call, you're calling them the wrong pronoun. But like, oh, no. let's, let's just say, like, I was <laughs> so much. Let's just say, Aww. as everybody at this table has, let's just say we were to call Glenn Beck a girl. Right. He, now, he happens to be a man, uh-huh. but we called him a little girl. And we called him a little girl all the time. And he's pretty Even girly on a lot of things. he was he not is. a girl. He's about 90% yes, he's woman. 90% is. Well, Glenn, exactly. Glenn, yeah. I want you to know I've never done that. You've done it many times, <laughs> and we've heard you. You're the worst at it. Um, <laughs> but, like, the point, though, is that even that is protected speech. If we were yeah. absolutely, with the knowledge, calling them the wrong thing on purpose, still it's protected speech. So why would it not be protected speech in a, on a controversial issue like transgenderism, where there's obviously a very good biological argument that you're calling them the correct pronoun the entire time? I mean, whether you're right or not, it is your First Amendment right to call someone else whatever you want, as long as you're not harassing them. I mean, there's laws against that. But not if this bill passes. Right. And I, I don't passes. think that's constitutional. I mean, it's I think not, that gets to the Supreme Court either. and gets it's shot not. down, at least that part of it. But still, I mean, we, we should stop it before it gets there. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Because you never know what John Roberts will surprise you with. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Well, I also want to touch on really quickly the, um, the kid part of it, the kid aspect. Because just recently they've had studies come out that show that the, uh, the hormones that they're giving them, that they're, they're at greater risk for a cardiac event. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so there are actual studies that are saying, hey, these drugs can be harmful, the- yet we still have the doctors pushing them. And then in some cases, like in Canada, you've got the, the government ruling that the parents cannot refuse. So if mm-hmm. the parents say, no, sweetheart, I don't think that you That's should insane. be taking hormone therapy because I don't agree with it, the government's stepping in and saying, no, actually, they can do what they want. At, the, at that age that they're, that they're giving them hormone treatment, you can't even get a flu shot to your kid at that age. Mm-hmm. I remember being enraged. I was like, I can't get my kid a flu shot? You know, like, really? no, you have to be one year older. I was like, are you kidding me? You can't get basic medical treatment, but you can shoot them up with these hormones to change their... It's true. I guarantee you, too. Like the same people that are saying, you know, we're an over-medicated society and like, you know, too much drugs for ADHD and all these things. And, you know, there's some good arguments and a lot of that stuff. But still, it's like, but but those same people will be like, of course, I'm going to just inject hormones into my kids so they can change genders at nine years old. Of course, that's appropriate. I mean, like it just does not make any sense. And I think most people know this, right? Like most people know that that is absolutely, you know, nutbag crazy. I mean, it's just like, oh, it's a thousand times beyond what we would expect as far as the time goes. I mean, because as you said before, Pat's gone so far, so mm-hmm. fast. And the, the health aspect that you, mm-hmm. you bring up, Sarah, is, is amazing because, I mean, there's a, beyond the performance enhancement of, of hormones like testosterone and whatever, um, there, there are health side effects. And look at Lyle Alzado and many other professional athletes who've been hopped up on steroids for years and years, um, there's all kinds of risks to liver, to, to your kidneys, uh, to cancer risks. There's all kinds of things. And when you start you know, feeding these to injecting our kids with that, at that early an age, it's really dangerous. It makes me lose faith in the medical community. It's crazy. Honestly, it really does. Uh, we were talking about the 2020 election earlier. 
Um, Beto is, of course, out there heavily campaigning. Found this really interesting, uh, interesting on Twitter. If we could pull up these tweets from a young girl who is going to prom, and she asked for um, for Beto to go to prom with her. So it's a reporter saying a girl asks if Beto O'Rourke will go to prom with her. O'Rourke says, first of all, as someone who did not go to prom because no one asked me, this means more than you know. Before making his counteroffer, will you caucus for me? Uh, if we could go to the next one. So the reporter tracked down this, mm. this young girl who asked Beto to prom and asked how she felt about his answer. She said, kind of sad. And then uh, she said she, her count, the counteroffer to caucus, she said, well, I live in South Dakota. And she did get him to sign her sign. So she said it was the happiest day of her life that mm -hmm. he signed her sign asking if he would go to prom. I've got a couple different things. The first one is I feel like as a presidential candidate, you don't just come out and say I was such a nerd that no one asked me to go to prom. <laughs> I feel like if you want to have that like manly uh, presence. Oh, but he plus, likes that. He likes the fact that he's, he he's being self-deprecating. He's the underdog. Moment, right, yeah. But like, also, aren't you a man? Don't you ask the somebody? I mean, right. what happened to that? That's a great point. He, well, he went to an all-boys prep school on the East Coast. I'm not even sure if they had proms. At and none of the guys asked him. None of the guys oh. asked him. <laughs> Dang it. That's, interesting. Yeah. Dang it. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> um, but the second is one that I know, Jason, you and I have talked about this, is that this is, this is what our kids are immersed in. Mm. Like, she, she, a girl in high school, I get it that, you know, they want to be activists, but, like, that was the best day of her life to have Beto mm. sign her, her sign. I mean, they are just immersed in politics now. Yeah. They're not they're not kids anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You go back to the 2000 election, and they were running uh, Rock the Vote. You know, back in the 90s, they used to do that all the time, Rock mm -hmm. the Vote. And it's because they were doing those things because there wasn't enough interest from mm -hmm. people. We've gone, I want to go back to those I days. I want to go back to those days. <laughs> I want young people yeah, to be uninvolved because yeah. they're so stupid. <laughs> the only thing they can do is screw this up. Well, I mean. <laughs> we talk about uh, the Democrats wanting to lower the voting age to 16. 16 right. So the same kids who are eating the Tide Pods will yes. then be going to the voting booths. But what like, uh, it also just ruins your childhood, right? Yes. Like, I mean, yes. like these are not the things you should be worried about when you're 16 and 14 years old. You should not be talking, thinking like the best day of your life is some random politician. Like yeah. that, we who should ha, not worship so far, these people. He lost his last bid. Yeah, I know. Right? I, the only race that anyone ever knew he ran, he lost. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that is like, it, that is a real problem. You think, go back to like, you know, Washington, you go back to like the founding of this country. People were like, it was almost embarrassing, right, to be in these positions. Like right. you'd come out and you'd, you'd go back home and then you'd do your real work at a farm. Like that is, that's what, how we were founded. And, and now it's like, these people are just all celebrities. And of course, obviously, uh, the Democrats, rightfully so, would note that we have a giant celebrity as our president, and it's a great it's a great point. It shouldn't happen on either side. <laughs> There's a reason why I've said this before. They put the Capitol in a swamp. They could have put it in New York City or somewhere cool like that, you know, or some something like that. They put it in a freaking swamp because they were like, look, this is not important. Never come here. Don't ever look at it. Don't think about it. Um, stay, stay in Florida or something like that. That's uh, all right. Yesterday's poll results, if we could pull those up on the screen because I don't have them on my cards and I don't remember at all what the question was. I think it was the, there were more women, three more women have come forward accusing is. Biden of inappropriate behavior. Is it time for Biden to drop out of the race or is his apology enough to keep him in the running? That I think a, that's what it was. That's a really I, good memory still. Yeah, I can't exactly remember it, but wow. something like that. Jeez. Mm -hmm.
so 64% of you said he needs to drop out. Goodbye, Biden. And 36% said he needs to keep running. Again, it's a pretty interesting split. Yeah, you have to look at you know, every every Twitter poll. You have to look, you know, take in context. These are obviously well, people who don't like Biden, right? Yes. Um, so the fact that he got 36% of people there is actually a really good number for yeah. him. I mean, yeah. I think most people do realize that this is this is just a political hit job. Kind of a weird uh, choice that we're that they're being made to to take here. Like, but as as member conservatives, like, should we want whoever's running against uh, the Republican candidate to be a crazy socialist yes. or crazy corrupt? No, I I want Joe Biden out of which there. one. I, I don't think any, I don't think the American public really care that much about corruptness. I think like they've come to just expect that in politics. Mm-hmm. And unless it was something that affected them personally, I just I mean, you know, we care. Our viewers care. But I think the average American is just kind of like, yeah, that's what happens in politics. Yeah, I, I don't think his corruption will hurt the country indefinitely. Uh, so yeah, you should you should. But probably, socialism sure would. But yes. socialism will. So you should probably be pulling for Biden. You, you probably should be. He yeah, just, but, well, the thing about Biden is he actually might win. Right. right. Yeah. He he could win, that would be, and would be he would. I think he would still be fine with all of the socialist policies. He just mm-hmm. knows how to talk and phrase it to the people so that it doesn't sound as scary. Like you were saying earlier, with like, well, free community college, and here's how we pay yeah. for it. I think he would still be on board, though, especially if he had a Congress who was willing to go the extra mile with the the extremism. I agree too. I mean, like, if Congress passed single payer, would Joe Biden sign it? Absolutely. Right. right? I mean, so mm-hmm. I do think that. Although, if you go back and you, and you see the stuff he's getting hit with in the in the uh, campaign in the primary right now, a lot of it is conservative-sounding things, largely because we have moved so far so fast to the left as a country. Mm-hmm. So the stuff he was saying in 1990 now sounds conservative, and that's what they're 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 hitting him with. That is going to hurt him in the primary at some level. But if he gets through the primary, it's going to be dangerous for, for in, in a general because it's going to help him in a general. They're going to go back. He's going to be able to say, I voted for that crime bill. I voted for these things. I'm not like some crazy socialist guy. Look at these things I voted on. And he'll have a real argument there. He has a, a much longer argument of yeah. on some of these issues than Donald Trump's going to be able to bring up. Um, and that is going to be something that... For those people, and there's a large section of them uh, in the in the Midwest, uh, around the country, maybe it's 20% of all voters who last time said, oh, Hillary, okay, Trump. Right. Those people who yep. may have voted for a normal Democrat last time, if they see Joe Biden, they may very well go that way. And it's going to be, he's going to be tough to beat, I think, if he actually gets in there. Luckily, he's so gaftastic, he may actually just blow it, which is a whole other part of this. Uh, all right. And today's poll, should President Trump close the border until immigration and drug problems are resolved? <laughs> Let us know what you think at the place's Twitter. Pat's uh, laughing. No. I mean, I know, it's like, until, there, until a drug problem is resolved, right. like, holy I don't, crap. I'm not or sure that we have a date I know. on when that's scheduled to be resolved. Like the year 2618. Uh, if you want to cripple businesses yeah. uh, in North America, yes. Well, he's got the tariffs going. <clears throat> that's true. It's that's only, true. what, 50, 60% good. of all fruits and vegetables yeah, that we eat in this it. country come from ah, I, Let's close it up. There's so, and I, I need the avocados. Yeah, you, you guys, no, I, That I support. I, I, I support banning avocados. No. For actual policy, you, you could start just by having Border Patrol just uh, enable them to actually enforce the laws that we already have. It's the same with the gun. Uh, gun oh, stop issue. it, Jason. You that's not concept. what laws well, you, you, are you, you, for. You're not supposed to enforce the current laws. Yeah, crazy. Stop it. And then you could also get rid of some of the bureaucracy bureaucracy that's creating this 850,000 backlog of uh, of seekers uh, border patrol i think that was uh, our own that uh, was a daniel horowitz i think uh wrote re- real recently he was saying that border patrol saying look let us make the determ- determination right there when when they cross over let us say okay that's a credible asylum request yeah. that's yeah. not 
you go. He said if we could do that, we could process these requests in 10 days. Wow. Right now, it's months before they get these things processed. That's why there's such a big backlog. Mm-hmm. Put it in the hands of the, of the guys that are actually on the, on the border standing post. Let them do that, just exactly like he said. That'll go a long ways. Yeah. Let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We'll see you guys Monday. Did you guys see the sign at the uh, Beto rally in Austin? Or is the guys holding up this big sign that said, Beto is our Christ? Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.